0: Seven roster cuts to go. We'll talk about the updates to the roster and a game tonight against the Columbus Blue Jackets coming up on Locked on sabers Your locked on Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Today's episode brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Jody Biase, we've got a lot to talk about on today's show. we got a mailbag segment to get to a little bit later on with a couple of questions from a couple of listeners. We have Roster updates to get to and a matchup against the Columbus Blue Jackets preseason game number six with only two to go Wednesday night in Columbus Friday night in Buffalo against the Penguins and then it is on to opening night next Thursday we are only eight days away that guy Jim Lorenz number of days away from the Sabres if you uh, you heard me pointing uh, that's for our YouTube watchers you can check us out on YouTube you should uh, check us out there like and subscribe if you do. News to get to before we talk about the Columbus game, the lineup for the Columbus game, starting to look like an NHL lineup, and then UPL, his last stand for, I think, making the team. And that's going to factor in to our conversation about seven players to go for roster cutdowns. Now, where I want to start, though, is the news of the day, and this ties into that. The news of the day is the Sabres have... Sent Yuri Kulik and Isaac Rosan, Rosine, keep doing that, down to Rochester. Now, they also have waived Brett Murray, who will go to Rochester if cleared. I would be stunned if he does not clear. And what that means now, with those three gone, is there are three, seven players to go. Seven players to go. And I don't, and that's if I'm doing my math right, I've triple checked it. Unless I'm missing something, that is what the number is seven to go. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong on that. And, you know, I could take one guy away out of this conversation, but I'm like 99% sure that it's seven. Um, the updates on Kulik going to Rochester, Rosine going to Rochester, Murray going to Rochester really, the bigger news out of that to me is Zach Benson. Brandon Biro still going, still going strong. Now on Kulik, it was a fine training camp for him. You know, I think it was a fine training camp. Uh, I didn't think he was spectacular. He had a couple of nice moments in the preseason games in camp. You know, he made some things happen. Um, It wasn't the dominant camp that I think you might've hoped for after having a record breaking AHL season. That's okay because this, Forward group is already so tough to crack. Maybe that's a lot of it, too. The bar is, riz, is raised for Sabres forwards to make this team. Kulik fell short of that. Maybe two years ago, he would have made this team. That's, that's a better way to put it. Two years ago, I think Kulik would have made this team. But now, where they are competing for a playoff spot, the forwards they have, tougher. So, a little inconsistent, and that's why he's back down to Rochester to work that out. Rosine, kind of the same thing. I thought he had even less moments than Kulik. He looked fine. He flashed some skill. He flashed some speed, but he is not big enough yet to play in the NHL. He could use another year in the AHL. He is the slow burn prospect, for sure, Isaac Rosine. And, yes, he had an extra year development than a lot of these other guys. But, remember, he hardly played in Sweden that year. I don't want to give him a pass for that. Put him on the same timeline as Kulik, despite the fact that he was drafted a year before. Again. The bigger news here, though, is Zach Benson is still here. It's not really news, though. Benson, all along, it's been trending towards he's going to play opening night. He's going to play opening night. He's on the top line. We'll get to him a little bit more in a little bit. That's really not that surprising. To me, you know, the way the last couple of weeks have gone, what's surprising to me is that Brandon Biro is still here. And there is a little bit of momentum for him to make the team. He's played well in the preseason. He had a really nice goal in the preseason. He is... You know, more mature than some of these prospects. Well, who is Brandon Byro? Let's get to know him a little bit, given that there's a chance that this guy is going to be in the opening night lineup or at least a chance that this guy could be their extra forward in Buffalo. And I'll get to my projections on whether that will happen in a little bit. But who is Brandon Byro, if you're not familiar with the player? We're number 15 out there, if you notice him there. 25 years old, undrafted college player, four years at Penn State. He went four years at Penn State. And was good at Penn State. Point-a-game player. Um, in his final two years, really. Four, he, If you look at those final two years at Penn State, which, remember, college hockey offensive numbers are generally not that crazy. It's a more defensive league. Um, he had 40 points in 37 games in his junior season at Penn State. 25 points in 25 games in his senior season, which was COVID-shortened, um, at Penn State. Point-a-game player. Then he goes to Rochester. He signs with the Amherst. He was one of those college free agent guys, not the number one college free agent, but he was on the top of that list. He goes to the Sabres organization signs with the Rochester. He spends 15 games in Rochester at the end of that season, five points. All right, that's fine. Just getting his feet wet next year, 2021, 22. This is two years ago. His first full season of professional hockey. What does he do? 41 points in 48 games, a good playmaker, 12 goals is all, but 29 points. In that time with the Amherst, did great. All right, build momentum off that. He's still really just a career AHLer. He's being looked at. Age 24 season, 49 games played for the Amherst, 51 points, and he's voted by his teammates as the Amherst MVP. Best player on the team. So Byro ascends 51 points, 49 games, speed, skilled. Five foot eleven, one seventy. So he's not really doing this by his size. And now training camp number four in the Sabres organization. And I had never thought of him as anything more than an AHLer and maybe a call-up guy. And that's still, I think, there's a very good chance that that is all he is. But this is a guy that, like, I see the guys from expected Buffalo all the time. Chad D. Domenicis, for instance, loves Brandon Byro, and I take my cues from those guys on a lot of things. And this is one where I would want to trust them in that. I'm not watching Byro all that often, but if the numbers look good and if he looks good in Rochester, okay, maybe there is something there because there are guys that show up from college hockey and turn into NHL players, even if they're not stars. You know, like Jimmy VC is a guy you think of for this, right? Because he played all those years in Rochester, although he's a little different because, or in uh, college, he's a little different because he was drafted in the third round. Byro wasn't even drafted. But, you know, what did VC become? No, he didn't become a star. But the guy now has had, a what, an eight-year career in the NHL, and he's still going as, like, a third, fourth liner? And if Brandon Byron could be that, then that's a success for sure. Um, so we'll see. Does he make the team? Well, my projections real quick on this. If there are seven players that need to be cut, the way I look at it right now is Lucas Rusek will get sent down. Jacob Bryson will get sent down. I'm going a little out of order positionally here. Matthew Savoy, not practicing with the team yet. I think a conditioning assignment in Rochester, if he's allowed to do that, I believe he is, even though he hasn't played a game that this year, I believe he's allowed to do that. I think that's what will happen with Savoy. Kale Clegg will get sent down. Ryan Johnson, despite having a really good camp, I think will get sent down. There's just too many defensemen. I think a goalie will get sent down. I don't think the Sabres want three goaltenders. I don't. And we'll talk about Lukanen in a minute, but at this point in time, I'd pick Lukanen to get waived. And then, finally, I do think Byro has to be the seventh guy. I don't know who you cut instead of him. Benson, I think he has earned it more than him. I think you got to keep him in the lineup. You could trade Victor Olofsson clear a spot for him. That's a scenario. Past that, again, I don't know jost tyson jost would be maybe the next man to think about and i think jost over Byro at this point in time uh personally so we'll see what ends up happening and again correct me if i'm wrong if it's six guys i'll put it this way i think it's seven if it's six then Byro maybe makes the team but i I don't know what gymnastics they're able to do with uh with maybe savoy or if there's something else they could they could do to open up a spot i'm not sure but that's the, the way the picture looks at this moment in time. A couple other roster uh, updates. Uh, Eric Johnson dealing with a lower body injury. Um, doesn't sound like it's anything severe, but something to keep an eye on for the Sabres veteran defenseman. When we come back, what will the lineup look like in Columbus? What I, Which is what I am calling this game, UPL's last stand. Can he make the team? We'll talk about that when we come back here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. Podcast. We are presented by game time. We're very happy to have game time back game time. Just in time for the season. We are eight days out from the Sabre season. If you want to be at the home opener, then check it out on the game time app. You should not have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last minute deals, all in prices. Views from your seat, that's my favorite part of it, is when you're scrolling through, you're not just reading the numbers, you're not just reading the row number, because you could look at that, and hey, maybe you've never been to the arena before or another team's arena. And you go, "Well, 118. I don't really know what that means." I mean, it sounds good, but is it in the corner? Is it in what is it? And in game time you see the actual view of what you'll be looking at. You look at the app and go, "Oh, I'll be in the corner." Or, "Oh, I'm going to be right at, you know, the blue line." Perfect. That's what that's by the way 118 for the uh for KeyBank Center. If you uh, need a little hint on that. So anyways, that's an easy way to look at it as well. See the uh, game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. Even an hour after it starts, after it starts, it's the place to find last minute deals, find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and of course, hockey with zone deals. You pick the section in the game time and game time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. Download the game time app, create an account, use the code locked on NHL. We're going to give you a $20 off. Uh, Of your first purchase terms apply again, create an account, redeem the code locked on NHL for $20 off download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Sneaky Joe DiBiase back here on the lockdown Sabres podcast Sabres and blue jackets, seven o'clock puck drop. This is a Sabres.com game. You can't watch it on TV. You can stream it. You can airplay it to your TV if you want to do it that way. Um, you can HDMI cord it. There's a million ways now to get the game on your TV, even if it's not on cable. So, Sabers.com if you're looking for it, and it will be the Columbus Broadcast, just a heads up. It's literally just a feed of their uh, Jumbotron, which is what you get usually in the preseason. UPL's last stand. Let's look at the lineup for what I am calling UPL's last stand. Um, Uka Pekalugan. he is... I think in need of a big time performance in this one to make the Sabres club, because as I said, last episode, and we've heard from a couple different Sabres beat guys, Eric Comrie appears to have the edge right now for the number two goalie job. And I've told you repeatedly, because I've heard Kevin Adams say it. He doesn't want three goaltenders. He's li- not quite literally said that, but he's basically said he doesn't want three goaltenders, practice reps and other things. So UPL, How will he play against the Blue Jackets? I think if he plays great, this is, I think, a true open competition. I wonder who gets the Friday game. If it were me, Comrie's got a little more meat on the bone. You know what he is a little bit better. He's played more NHL games. He's more pro hockey seasons under his belt. Way more AHL games, of course. I think Comrie, maybe you don't need to play him again. Maybe you give him a period in each game. But I think Lukanen is the one that should play the majority of the final two games. They have six periods to go in the preseason. I might play Lukanen for four or five of them. That's what I would do with him. Find out as much information as you can and see if that performance in Toronto, where he did not play well, was in a bit of an was you know an anomaly, and he actually has progressed. I would not anticipate that that's the case, but might as well find out. So, what will Lukanen have in front of him? Because Columbus is coming at the Sabers on. Uh, Wednesday night with a with an NHL lineup. They're bringing a lot of their NHL guys, Line A and, and others. The Sabres are bringing a NHL heavy lineup as well. The lineup is really starting to look like what it will look like on opening night. It's getting closer. Line one, and this is just the way I saw it at practice. So this could be line two, line three, doesn't matter. One of the lines, Dylan Cousins centering J.J. Paterka, Victor Olofsson. I think that's a line opening night. I think Olofsson is the guy to replace Jack Quinn on that line. Casey Middlestat centering Jordan Greenway and Alex Tuck. I think they're trying to figure out where Alex Tuck fits best when Peyton Krebs is with Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner. And this might be a pretty good line, I think, because Greenway, Jordan Greenway can kind of be the big physical guy, stand in the front of the net. And Casey Middlestat, Alex Tuck can be the speed guys. They could carry the puck. They could set each other up. They could finish. Um, Tuck more so than Middlestat. I think the Middlestat Tuck combination could be good. I haven't seen a lot of it, though, so I'm not sure. So that'll be interesting to watch. Middle stat with Tuck and Greenway. Line three, Peyton Krebs centering Lucas Rusek and Zach Benson. So Benson is not on the line that he's been with all training camp. But to be fair, Thompson and Skinner aren't playing in this game. So this might be just Granado. hey, I'd like Benson with Tage and Skinner, but I want to keep playing them, and I don't want to play Tage and Skinner, so I'm going to play him with Rusek and Krebs. So Krebs gives them an NHL centerman, um, and we'll see how those two work off together. They have played together before. They played together in juniors for a year. Uh, when Krebs was in his first year in juniors, and uh, I believe Benson was in his, or excuse me, Krebs was in his last year in juniors, Benson was in his first year in juniors. And then Tyson Jost, Kyle Oposo, Zemgus Gergensons. I think that line is locked in for night one of the season. Um, maybe, I should be so quick to that, because they have, like, Krebs with that combo as well, but right now I would guess it's Jost between Gergensons and Oposo. Blue line, another interesting thing on the blue line, Connor Clifton, making his preseason debut, has not played for the Sabres yet, And he will be on a line with Rasmus Dahlin. Now, this is something we have seen at practice multiple times. I think the theme of Wednesday night for the Sabres on the blue line is left shot with a right shot. The Sabres are a a team that likes to mix it up because they have a lot of good left shot guys. Samuelson and Dahlin, of course, is the best example of that. Well, Connor Clifton is a right shot defenseman. And can he hang with Dahlin? I think end of games if they were to do this in the regular season you would have maybe Dolen and Clifton play together for most of the game and then as the game gets tight late in the in in, in the in the goings you would put Samuelson back with Dolin almost like your hero line blue line so Clifton though getting a chance with Dolin will be interesting Henry Jokiharju is back with Owen Power don't like that but okay Matias and Yoki Haru, by the way, was not supposed to play. That was supposed to be Eric Johnson, uh, but he's dealing with that injury. And then Matias Samuelson with Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson playing on his offside. Get to see him with a real NHL defenseman and Samuelson. See if that frees up Johnson to do more things offensively. Um, Because I think that is a big part of his game. And having Samuelson next to him might free him up to do some more things. So... That's left shot, left shot. But the first two pairs, you're getting left shot, right shot. Worth keeping an eye on. And then I mentioned Lukanen and Comrie. The expectation is that Lukanen will play the entire game. But I guess we'll see um, if Comrie is able to to wiggle his way in there. All right. That'll be the lineup for Sabres and Blue Jackets. We'll take a timeout here. And when we come back, mailbag. A couple of questions from some fans I want to address. So we'll get to that when we come back on Sabres. We are presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. You got time to get your future bets in still. If you missed our betting bonanza episode of Locked on Sabres, be sure to check it out on our YouTube channel or wherever you may be listening to this podcast, Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, among others. FanDuel Sportsbook, all those odds in that betting bonanza, courtesy of FanDuel. America's number one sportsbook, Snap into Action this NFL season with FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, that's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, no better time to get in on the action. Plenty of options, spreads, player props, over-unders, plenty more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Final segment here of the Locked On Savers podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. At Locked On Sabres for mailbag, Twitter questions. Our YouTube channel is always a way to get a hold of us as well. We got two that I want to get to on the show. One from Jonah, one from John. Jonah asks, which young forwards game, if they reach potential, fits best on the top line with Skinner and Thompson in the future? Guessing it will be one of Quinn, Savoy, or Benson. but would love to know which one or or if someone else would even have a chance. So it's a good question projecting out long-term Benson is the guy right now that is playing with Thompson and Skinner. So maybe I'd have to answer. That's the favorite. I don't think it's Jack Quinn. I think Jack Quinn's future is playing with Dylan Cousins and JJ Paterka. I think that's a line you keep together for a long time. There's speed on that line. There's skill. There's chemistry. I think those guys are built to be together. Cousins gives you some of the grittiness and the up and down the ice. Quinn gives you some of the finishing ability. Paterka, the hands. I just like that. I wouldn't break that up. Thompson and Skinner. I just think Benson works really nice with Thompson and Skinner long term. He is a retriever. And one thing about that line last year of Thompson, Skinner, and Tuck, a big reason why it worked, Tuck is an elite four checker. I've said this repeatedly about him. I think he's one of the best, if not the best, four checker in the NHL. The combination of speed and reach is what Tuck gives you. And that was a huge piece of that line. And they, in, their ability to puck retrieve pressure and get the puck defensively because otherwise Skinner and Thompson are very troubling in their own end. So that four check ability, I think helps them to not have to do that as much. If you take Tuck off that line, I want a player that's going to harass the opponent. And that is Zach Benson. He doesn't in a different way than Tuck. He doesn't have the reach that, that he does, but his relentlessness, his ability to understand angles, to wiggle into space, as Don Granado talked about, his, um, you know, he, he's Datsukian, really. Like, I like that comparison for Benson. He is Datsukian when it comes to stealing the puck away. So I like him on that line because I think he does replace a little of that that Alex Tuck gives you. And he has the speed and the skill, skill especially, that can uh, keep up with those other two. So I like Benson for that. Anyone else that would be in consideration? He mentioned Savoy. I think Savoy is maybe more like a second or third line guy in the future. Maybe third line because it's going to get really busy really quick. Um, I don't know about Savoy. I think Benson is right now tracking towards a top line player better than Savoy is. And Isaac Rosine, Noah Oslin, I think those guys are bottom six players in the future. Others. uh, John Gross. Uh, tweets in. I believe that the Penguins getting Carlson will keep that team afloat just enough to keep the Sabres just out of the playoffs. Agree? Question mark. I did see a projection from, oh, forgive me. Where was it? ESPN NHL projected the Sabres will be behind Ottawa in the standings this year. Just missed the playoffs. So you have Ottawa to deal with. You do have the Pittsburgh Penguins to deal with. I think the Sabres are even with the Penguins going into the year. And I think Carlson makes that. So I would have picked the Sabres to finish above the Penguins before the, uh, the before the off season, but them getting Carlson, I do think is big for them. Crucial even because they're aged and they needed a burst of energy somewhere, uh, a burst of talent. And Carlson will give them that more so than energy. I know he's older too. So I like Pittsburgh to, to, to compete for a playoff spot, but I think they're neck and neck 50, 50 to me who finishes better Sabres or Penguins. Um, it's more about can you pass two teams in your division, and even at least one one team in your division, and keep Ottawa at bay. And I think that's possible. In fact, maybe even likely. You know, Bruins, Tampa, Tampa without Vasilevsky, man, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I really don't. And the Bruins, I saw I saw the Bruins lineup this morning for what they could projected for opening night. It's bad, man. Forward wise, it's so bad down the middle. You can't help but look at the Bruins lineup and go wow, really? This is what they're starting the season with? So, I guess it's a long way of me saying, John, I think the Sabres very well can be better than the Penguins this year. I'm not sure they have to. I'm really not sure they have to. If they take care of a couple teams in their division and, you know, or one and one. Pass one team in the Atlantic, pass one team in the Metro, and you're golden. So, I think they could do it. Um, I wonder if they have to. Because Pittsburgh, again, did improve. And the Metro's bad right? The Blue Jackets are bad. The Flyers are bad. I think the Capitals are going to be bad this year. I think the Islanders are going to come crashing back down to earth. That's half the Metro. I think it's going to be pretty rough versus the Atlantic, Montreal, and Detroit are the only teams I'm pretty sure aren't going to be good. That's it. So more about the division, it would be my answer. Sabres and Blue Jackets, Wednesday night. Enjoy it, sabers.com, seven o'clock puck drop, and we'll talk about it when we are with you next time. Thanks for making Locked On Sabers your first listen every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.